proclaim the day, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Wildman and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve Show starts right now. today sir you know i'm doing well doing well wild man um i've had the chance to be with uh, a couple different sets of friends today um uh, my wife and i uh, were able to have lunch with a good uh not another couple good brother and sister in christ and uh, just a little bit ago i just got to spend a little bit of time with uh, one of my really really dear brothers in christ uh, really good friends so uh yeah it's it's been a good day yeah how about yourself what, do, what have you been doing Leading oh, up what, to have, what have I been doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you what I've been doing. I mean, uh, Christmas week as a pastor. Come on, what do you think? I've just been loafing, right? I don't, <laughs> don't do anything during this time. Listen, it's it's it, look, it's Christmas. You know the story. I mean, how much preparation do you need? <laughs> spoken, spoken. I, I as somebody who I may not want to reference right now. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, it's been good. But I was going to say that, you know, it's interesting. I ask you that from time to time we do the shows. And and it's interesting because um, I don't know that I'm ever going to get a negative answer when I do that. I don't know I'm going to hear you go, you know what? Life stinks. And uh, I really don't want to be here right now. And uh, this is really a waste of my time. But hey, no. for the listeners, no, I'll sacrifice. So, 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 so true story, true story. So um, even though Latin is not... We don't tip a lot. A lot of people don't think about it as a spoken language, although Mm -hmm. there are people, a lot of schools, uh, high schools, colleges uh, that will teach it as a spoken language with the methodology of a modern language. Uh, But anyhow, what I'll teach my students, you know, how to say, how are you? How are you today? That kind of thing. Uh, And so a lot of times I will greet them. Quid August, quid August, how are you? How are you today? And there's some basic responses and, you know, sometimes they'll say bene, which is good, or you know, male, which is bad, or sometimes they'll satis bene, which is good enough. Yeah, yeah. But then every time they ask me back, they'll, they'll turn it around, they'll say et tu, and, and you, and I'll always say optime, semper optime, which is excellent, always excellent, um, which is really the truth. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to just chime in here and say I have been with Steve at least once or twice where it, where even, even though the inner peace he feels that Christ brings brought him excellente, um, but it wasn't the circumstances by which he found himself in were not excellente. Oh, no, 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 no. And you know, that's actually, you know, that's worth, that's worth talking about. We could even really talk about that on the show today. I think there may be a misconception. Some people may have this misconception. Right, that once you come to Christ, right, that the, so the, the joy everybody talks about. Oh, there's the joy, right, and the fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, right. all this. That that somehow also means that the circumstances you're in are joyful, loving, peaceful, right? And well, right. no, yeah. they're not. Um, and and you know, you think about the storm on the lake that uh, Jesus and the disciples went through, and of yeah. course. The, uh, the tragedy of Calvary. And so, yeah. no, the circumstances themselves are not. Correct. Yeah. Right. But it, it's, 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 and again, we're not talking about some kind of new agey sort of, you know, kind of, kind of peace within sort of thing, but it, it's that identity in Christ that allows you to know joy, even in the midst of suffering. Yeah. yeah. Where it's possible to actually just say, I, 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 I can have joy even while crying. Yeah, that is possible. James, it's not a James said, I mean, it, it wasn't if you face, it was when you face. Right. Consider it pure joy. And I, I keep going back to that. I mean, I discovered this a long time ago, and it, it's really convicting, is that when he opens up his letter, 
And when he says, greetings, and then he says, I consider pure joy, my brothers, and every face trials of many kinds, and goes on. Um, greetings translated in the original Greek is rejoice. Mm. It's like that, and that's how they would greet one another in the early church. It was always, they wouldn't just say hello, or if they would say, it was very similar to the Jewish meeting of Shalom. Um, mm. You know, like when they would just greet each other. You know, it would just, it would say, hey, rejoice, reminding everybody to rejoice because of what Christ has done and because of what they've experienced now. Um, That's interesting. So there, there's a lot. I mean, it, it's all throughout. It's all throughout scripture, you know. It, it's, which, which, and, you, and you think about it, one of our really common greetings in certainly American English, you know, to say, you know, what's up? Yeah. Which if you really think about it is a, is a, is a question that's focusing on circumstances. Right. Like, what's up? What, what, right. what are the circumstances around you? And that's the question. That's what we kind of want to know. Whereas this, like you're saying, is, is a very different sort of greeting. Yes. Uh, wow, that's powerful. That's yeah. good stuff. Now, we need to remind everybody again, Steve, that, um, you know, you're not just going to be listening to us uh, talk like this, this entire show. There's going to be some music coming up, as you know, with, with shows like this. So at the end of every month here in 2021, we're doing a show like this where we play music. This is, we usually do interviews, but on these we, we play music and we discuss the music and we discuss faith. We discuss politics. We have the infamous tweet of the week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this is, this isn't, this isn't nerd talk. <laughs> no, oh, that, 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 that's your zoom meeting after this one's over, Steve. Sorry. Oh, this is metal talk that we're doing. Okay. I'm sorry. I had the, I had the wrong set of show notes. So go, going with that vibe, you know, the reason, ladies and gentlemen, that we did a show like this was to bring back the radio drive time show um, where, you yeah. know, you're on your way to school on the school bus, you're on your way to work, you're whatever, and you're listening to Wildman and Steve uh, jibber jabber and go off and then play music in between. Um, so that they'll be driving, um, uh, cleaning the house, um, mowing the grass. Um, what, what else would you recommend before anybody hits stop or pause? What would you say is the best thing for they, them to do while they listen to a show like this? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I mean, you could, uh, you could, you, you, you could paint, you could yeah, paint the paint. house, you could clean out your gutters, uh, you could mop the floor, um, yeah, you could, you, could, you could iron your clothes. Yeah. Um, or, and then I'm, I'm glad you mentioned paint because after you paint, you can watch the paint dry. While you, you can watch the paint dry, yeah, which is always exciting, which is exciting in of itself. And then to have this going on while you're watching the paint dry is that that's an afternoon well spent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could also be cooking. You could. You, you could also you could be, be eating. You could be. You know, it's it. There's just. You know, basically, this is what you call a universal environment show that you could just pretty much do just about anything and listen to this show. So, yeah, we are glad that you joined us today. Are we, we glad? Are, we're, you know, we're, we're very glad. Of course we are. We're Greetings. Rejoice. So, hey. Rejoice. <laughs> because you have joined us. Well, yes. today, ladies and gentlemen, our featured band um, is called Circle of Faith. And here is their song called My Lord and My King. We're listening to Wild Man and Steve. Falling from grace 
King by Circle of Faith. Um, good sound. Would you agree, Steve? It's got a very good sound to it. Um, and, and I think people who listen to our show maybe think that um, maybe all we do is, is some of the harder stuff, uh, certainly up-tempo and, uh, and that sort of thing. And, and that's, that's not true. In fact, if you've listened to, to our show uh, long enough, you'll know that we certainly do cover other yeah. styles of music and I, I don't know I don't know about you I, I kind of felt a little bit of a journey vibe maybe to that song um it, right, right. I, but I, I liked it. It, it to me it was a classic um melodic rock song a little, little bit of a ballad action going on in there but uh but no I, it, was, it was a solid piece yes and ladies and gentlemen um if you aren't aware Circle of Faith was founded by Alan Brooks and basically, he's uh, a composer, songwriter, producer. He's invited um, uh, musicians from all over the world to participate in the Circle of Faith project. And you can find more information um, at um, acofmusic.com. Um, so, you know, the, the one thing that we'll get into a little bit later, probably, but I do like the idea that the, the message and the lyrics of these songs that we're going to be playing tonight, they're very clear. And for the most part, it's us singing to God. And I really appreciate that idea of mankind singing to God, um, crying out to God, praying to God, whatever. Um, it, it's just direct. You know, I'm not singing to you about God. Um, right. He's not singing to me about God. Right, I mean, it's right. the whole idea of singing to God. And so I, I love that idea. So, well, which is which so, many, so many of the Psalms, right? You think about it, which, of course, the Psalms really, that is the song book. Right, um, right. of Israel, but and, and so many of the songs, it, it was psalms, um, in fact, the vast majority really are from the human perspective to God. Yes. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. And I, I was going to say, I just, I really like the name of this group, A Circle of Faith, um, and and having the, the different musicians, right, coming in and, and being a part of, of their project there, uh, it kind of makes me think about the cloud of witnesses. Uh, and it's sometimes easy to think, well, hey, it's just, you know, my people and my part of the world or my country or um, even my community or whatever. But it, yeah. it's so important to remember that the church, the body of Christ, uh, extends around the globe, yeah. every continent, yeah. and, and across time of 2,000 years. And so really, I love that idea. I love that name, a circle of faith. And ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Segway did it again. Uh, he just struck again. I don't even think you even realized you did this. That's how good you're getting at this, okay? Because as we said, um, Alan, is, he, he got many musicians all over the world, several different countries to contribute to this project. And so he even explains on the website how they did it of sending files back and forth. So my guess is, Steve, in 2020, 2021, I apologize, got to get caught up here, 2021, um, uh, that when people do that, they use something called, <clears throat> wait for it, the cloud. 
Wow. Wow. It's all in the cloud. You had no cloud idea. Cloud of witnesses, cloud <laughs> of information. I see what you did there. <laughs> Man, I, I just got to help you along because sometimes you have great punchlines and you don't even realize it, you know? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for the Tweet of the Week. So Tweet of the Week uh, this week actually comes to us. Uh, the person's Twitter handle is at Pastor Wildman. And, and I don't know if that Twitter account is connected with you, Wildman, if that's the same uh, or not. And I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of depends on it. And, and, and I got to say... You seem a little nervous as to what tweet of yours I might have picked as yeah. the tweet of the week. Yeah, I, I thought we had it in the rules that uh, mine, anything I have associated with, would not be included. Oh, I must not have you know, Steve, you're a, you're a rebel at heart there. I mean, you know. I, I'm a rebel without a clue. Head, you know, that you pretty much, as, as Brian Duncan said, you're the, quite the incongruity already. So <laughs> you, know, you, you just kind of... You just do what you do. I mean, that's just... Do what I do. I do what I do. Yeah, you do what you do. do, what I do. <laughs> so this guy, Pastor Wildman, whether that's you or not, is to, yet to be determined, uh, tweeted a quotation from Mozart. Mm. To talk well and eloquently is a very great art, but that an equally great one is to know the right moment to stop. So at Pastor Wildman is the uh, is is the Twitter handle there and what struck me about that so much was on two levels there's there's obviously you know in reference to talking as, as Mozart says to talk well eloqu eloquently and know when it stops and so there's the sense there of, you know sometimes you, you don't need to talk right? you just need to be quiet and <laughs> maybe listen to somebody else uh, but then I thought about how well that goes also with the nature of our show and how much music is also based on the pauses, mm. right? And the stops in music yeah. uh, and, and whether that feeds into the rhythm uh, and, and, and think from you know, straight rhythm to a syncopated rhythm, all those kinds of things to, to just having even, even a, a moments of silence within a piece of music um, that that is as important, I think any musician would, would say, is as important as the notes that are played. So the notes that are not played equally as important as the notes that are played. Uh, and so all of that fits into what we do. As we talk about music, we talk about faith, it's obviously talk. Um, but I thought that was such a powerful quotation from Mozart, and I certainly appreciated whoever that Pastor Wildman is. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, out. you know, and, and maybe, it, maybe it's uh, God's advice for us on, on, on our talk show. <laughs> yeah, of course, if we don't talk on our talk show, then, yeah. <laughs> well, I was telling my kids today about, you know, movies before there was actually talking, and they couldn't believe it. Um, so, I mean, maybe we could do a radio talk show like what the old movies were, you know, just don't talk. Just just, just don't even talk, yeah. <laughs> you know... Um, In fact, I just finished six hours of that show today. We could upload. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, this was years ago, and, and we were living uh, in another city at the time. In fact, we were living in Austin, Texas, and um, I was in graduate school, and we'd become friends with the pastor of the church we attended at the time. And sometimes in the afternoon, I'd walk across the street from the campus, University of Texas, uh, to the church we attended, see if he was in his office. He was. I had to go in and hang out and talk with him. And I remember, I distinctly remember this. One afternoon, we were talking about something theological. And I remember it was almost an audible voice in my head saying, you need to shut up. Mm. You have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Yeah. Uh, you just need to listen. Yeah. yeah. And fortunately, it's one of the times I actually heeded that voice. And uh, I think so often, you know, we think that we have to be the ones who are contributing right. to the conversation. 
And, you know, sometimes I think it's even true in our churches. It's certainly true in school where we think, oh, if people aren't participating vocally um, or physically in some way, that they're, they're not engaged. And I absolutely refute that when it comes to the classroom. Um, a student could be very engaged and may not say a word. And I think the same thing is true in our churches. Somebody else may be, you know, vociferous and 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 kind of you know in, in the moment and, and physical and praising and so forth. And somebody else may be sitting there absolutely stone silent. And that stone silent person is no less in communion with God, right? Yeah. And maybe hearing from the Holy Spirit in that moment. So I think yeah, that was just a really timely quotation. I thought. Well, and I, I you know the reason that I even thought it was interesting. I mean, number one, Mozart, it has some, has some amazing quotes. And I mean, the guy's mm. faith, from what I can tell, I, you know, I don't know about his journey, his faith journey, but there was a lot of things. As, he was pretty much a rebel at heart. Um, but the, well, the first thing is that those guys, we've talked about this before, Steve, those classic guys in two sentences blow away what modern day people write in books and volumes. Right. Just, deep thinkers that just we're just not on that level anymore in my opinion you know um that's the first thing the second thing is it goes back to that proverb you know that um a uh a a a foolish man speaketh everything he knows but a wise man keepeth to himself right um and how often i mean that's the one thing I've always been guilty of my whole life. I mean, I just talk, 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 talk. And then, then it backfires on me. And I realize. and I remember one time I was, I was working at this place and, uh, and uh, something took place that basically the supervisors were able to fix to make sure it didn't get to the manager's office. And during just our hangout time in the room, when everybody was done with work, um, one of the guys was just talking. Hey, I remember that time when we, and his, and his boss stepped in and said, ah, he goes, you don't have to say everything, you know, like, <laughs> right. but how often do we do that? And how often do we need to just shut up and listen? Going back to the Christmas story idea of Zechariah, that's basically what God said. You know, Zechariah, right. well, I'm not, how am I supposed to believe this? This isn't going to be, okay, I'll prove it to you. Just shut up for nine months and watch it happen. And Zechariah couldn't say anything. So I think right. God does that. Yes, he does. Um, and so I, I think that that's true. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said of that um, in our culture today. When you look, because it doesn't necessarily mean verbalizing something, I don't think. Well, also uh, putting something in text, uh, posting. You, that, know. you read my mind. This is, and this is why, we, this is why we do this show. We think so much alike. And that's exactly where I was going with that. I think with the advent of social media, which makes communication so quick and easy, right. and and we're all enamored with seeing our own words in print. Right. It's, just, it's, it's just, wow, that's my like, words. It's really Maybe cool. I'll be the tweet of the week. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hey, I'll be on the Wild Man and Steve show. And, you know, we, we not every inane thought that passes through the transom of your mind needs to be communicated to the world. And there's a Roman poet, Horace, uh, who uh, in his work, The Art of Poetry, uh, his advice to writers even then, wow, I see my, I see my words on, on, a, on a piece of parchment, right? Or papyrus, wow, it's my words. He said, here's what you do. He said, you write, you write your stuff. He says, and you stick it away for nine years. Then you bring it back out again and you look at it. And if it doesn't make you absolutely sick, then you consider publishing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Keep your piece nine years. And again, a worthy admonition. Hey, before you tweet that out, before you put that out on Instagram, send it on a text or whatever. Right. Give it a couple hours. Right. Yeah. See if that emotion calms down or that thought and maybe doesn't need to be said at all. Yeah. And that's convicting because, like, and, and, I, and we keep talking about our modern day culture, but I, I think that's so common in our modern day culture. It's just you think something, no filter, you just put it out there. Right. You know? And that is not appropriate. It, it, it's just, you know, you, you need to be thinking it's the same as when you edit something. I mean, of course, some aren't even doing that, but you know, like you're a blog writer, Steve, and you know, 
you want to make sure you proofread. You don't want any typos because it, it, you know, it looks crazy to somebody else. And uh, yes. so, I mean, so many times now people just text or tweet or whatever, and there's no thought given into it other than just boom, just putting it out there. And then, then there's the case of, did you say this? Didn't you? No, I didn't mean it that way. And I didn't mean it in the spirit it was received and, you know, all of that type right. of stuff. But we get into a lot of trouble with all of the convenience of communication we have today. And oh, I have, absolutely. I don't know that all of it is good. It can be used for good. Well, and, and here's, here's the thing, you know, the, in, in and of itself, it's neither good nor bad. Yeah. Right? Twitter, hey, Twitter uh, Instagram. Hey. Well, right. You're absolutely right. How do you say that in Latin, Steve? How do you say amoral in Latin? Well, it's Greek. Since since the amoral thing is actually Greek, the Romans wouldn't even bother with it. But <laughs> yeah, the Romans had no problem with, with the whole talking thing. They just like got the swords out and that was it. We're, we're done talking. We're going to take you to task. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is Prayer Revival by Circle of Faith. We're listening to Wild Man and Steve.
Revival. That's that's a great song. I mean, it's a great sound. Like we've been saying, it's a unique sound in some ways, but it has a theme, and I, I like the theme of this. As we said before, you, you get this sense of the Circle of Faith project is all about crying out to God, and yes. that's the idea you get from a from prayer revival. Is I, I I want to be what God wants me to be, and I want to see God move. You know. We could use a lot of that today is, you know, I just want to be what God wants, what God desires. Oh, absolutely. Now, just just musically, um, and, and we were talking about this before we started the show, uh, certainly in the intro to that song, and, and there were some parts throughout that song uh, that to me had a progressive rock feel to it. Um, and and mm-hmm. you know, people think of prog rock, and maybe, maybe you think of Kansas, especially Kansas, I think it was really right. Right. A big poster band for, for prog rock and uh, and some others, but um, and, and I've I've got a friend um, and, and you know him as well, Mark Middleberg, uh, who said you know that uh, heavy metal fans when they actually grow up become fans of prog rock. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, like saying I, we cut our hair too. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> uh, but no, I I, so I really thought it was neat. Um, uh, musically, uh, yeah. instrumentally there. Yeah. But you know, you're right. Prayer revival. And that's something, you know, there's two aspects that the title of that song, prayer and revival. And, you know, I, I there, there's a, um, a Steve camp song, uh, yeah. on his album, um, on his fire and ice back in the eighties. And, um, there's a song that he says, you know, what would the devil say about your life? Do they know you in hell like they know Christ? Um, and, and there's one point he says, do the demons beware when you get down to pray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is is prayer a is prayer a serious thing, you know, in, in, in somebody's life? And I remember I went to a conference one time as a youth ministry, and I came back to the church I was at at the time, and uh, one of the other youth workers was like, hey, what did you learn, you know, and you know, what, can, what can we do, what can we do? And, and my immediate response is, wow, you know, one of, the, one of the things I'm going to be asking you to do is pray. Yeah. Yeah. And this person got so offended by that. Um, I didn't know it. Uh, this person then went to the pastor and was just incredibly offended uh, because I had not asked him to do something more significant. You know, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I just asked you to do probably the most important thing that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Pray. But then there's also the notion of revival. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know how people think about the word revival anymore. I think perhaps for some, if they know the word revival in a historic context, that it may have some connotations that they don't want. Hmm. Uh, that revival may have the connotation of some sort of emotionalism uh, or kind of a sideshow hucksterism uh, sort of thing going on. But in, in actual fact, and, and you know this certainly uh, as a pastor and just as, as, a, as a Christian, we desperately need revival. We need, and I'm not talking just, you know, I, we need a fresh wind of the spirit to, to throw down some more blessings on us. And we're not talking about that either, right? We're talking about a revival of people who are on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ, who know him personally, who know that there is no other name given under heaven by which people may be saved. Yeah. And people do need to be saved. And so that sort of passion, that sort of revival, and then how do I do that, Lord? How do I? Well, that comes through prayer, right? And so you bring those things together. I just, I think it's just the name of the song alone is so powerful. It is. It is. And, you know, you, you touched on something when you said that, because over the last year, a couple of years or so, there's been this uh, huge uh controversy surrounding prayer because tragedies will happen. And so a politician or a minister has made a statement, thoughts, our thoughts and prayers are with you. So trending on Twitter several times has been thoughts and prayers. And many people are just shattering it saying, I I don't want your thoughts and prayers. I want you to do something. And I remember in the first church I was at, uh, I had a lady in my church tell me as as the pastor, because I kept saying the answer, we, we need to start praying. The first thing we need to do she said, well, we need to put legs to our prayer, you know, 
actually see she actually messed up and said we need to put prayer to our legs, but I didn't I didn't uh, want to correct her on that. Um, but the whole that whole thing, I agree with that and I understand that. I get it. But if you truly are praying the way Christ desires you to pray, it's not going to be possible not to do what he wants. Absolutely. That's why our prayer needs to be, there needs to be a guide for our prayer because too many times I found myself, oh, I'm going to go pray and I just pray whatever's on my mind, my heart, whatever. That's wrong. Actually, I've learned that that's wrong. My prayer even has to be guided by his word and his scriptures. Well, and he, he gave the perfect guide, right? Yeah. The Lord's Prayer. Right? And, and so you start off even at the very beginning after you, you started with the praise, our Father of art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah. Now, right there, again, stop talking for a moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Listen. It isn't listen. about you. <laughs> right. Listen. Maybe he wants you to do something. Maybe he, yeah. there are some legs to put to this. And he says, hey. This is what I want. But that's the other piece, too. I think a lot of people think that prayer is a, an easy shirking of responsibility. Well, I'm just going to pray for you, which for some people, is, well, I'm going to take some words. I'm going to throw them up to heaven. Right. right. Oh, well, that's not prayer. Prayer is conversation. Conversation involves both speaking and listening. Right. right? So I may be saying some things to God, but then I'm also going to be quiet and listen to what he has to say back to me. It's a conversation. Yeah. Uh, with a loving heavenly father. Yeah. And so then that's where the, the legs will come is through what he says yeah. back. And, you know, recently I was, I was thinking a lot about, uh, you know, going through Isaiah and going through the prophecies, going Advent leading up to Christmas and everything. The Christmas season has now passed at this point, but the whole idea of we always, there's a part of us that wants God to do something. And too many times that's a selfish, it's a selfish prayer. And we have to be honest about that, that too many times it's, it is for me, you know, God, I want you to do, instead of looking at what he has already done. Right. Now, and I've challenged our people, and I'm sure your pastor has, this is a very common challenge, is to, um, before you even begin to ask for anything else from God, thank him for everything he's done up till now. And how, yes, right. how long will it take you to get to the place where you, because it's, it's, it's as if with everything he did by even just coming to this earth, the sacrifice that he made for us. Sure. We're almost ashamed to ask him for anything else because of everything, you know, the sacrifice plus what he's already done in each of our lives. If we just looked at the, every little thing he's done, big thing, little thing, whatever, um, man, it gets to the point where you're like, I, I don't. I don't feel like asking you for anything. All I want to do is just say thank you. No, he still he still wants us to. Mm -hmm. right? He still wants us to everything by prayer and supplication. He wants us to put before him, but you're absolutely right. And you probably use this little acronym or maybe with um, uh, children and um, Sunday schools and youth groups and so forth, but the acronym ACTS as yeah. a way to pray. Yeah. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, right? Right. Well, supplication or the asking part, right? That, that's the last thing in the list. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so, yeah, it puts it in the proper order as well. Yeah. And one other thing I'll throw in there is the whole idea of um, asking, asking, and, and, and ask anything in my name and I'll do it. I yeah. heard that when I was like in first grade, second grade, I think it was first grade, exactly, in Sunday school. So I'm sitting in my first grade class. <laughs> on my desk they tell us to do this i say all right i don't have to do this and this is literally what i thought i'm sitting there thinking so i knock my purposefully knock my pencil off my desk i remember this vividly and i said okay lord i'm going to go down and pick up that pencil and when i come back up i want this assignment done in jesus name nice. so i did it happened <laughs> i go home I tell my mom, that scripture is incorrect. That is not true. <laughs> that, that is not, and of course, my whole family starts laughing. I'm saying, they go, what are you laughing about? And then that's when I started to realize, and it took me years to get to this, that, that when he says, um, ask anything in my name, it doesn't mean you just throw a potion at the end of what you say, in Jesus' name, amen, making it something he wants to do. In the Jewish culture, as you know, the family name was so important. 
and was so strong. The name would refer to the character of the family. Mm. So that's why you do something wrong, buddy, or you you do something out of line, you're no longer part of this family. Flex on the family name. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just, you just, you know, remember where you came from, right? So in other words, what that when Jesus says, ask anything in my name, it's like, ask anything in my character, or you can't ask anything outside of my character. Right, right, right. Oh, no, 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 and that's absolutely right. But at the same time, I, I could almost see God smiling. And man, this is actually going to make me choke up a little bit, but at, at at the childlike faith of mm-hmm. little Chad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord would, would love for more people to have that sort of faith. Right. And, and yes, that he's like, no, 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 Chad, that, that isn't what that means, but boy, I sure love your heart, you know, cause, cause really yeah, yeah. you were, you were, the understanding wasn't there and, and you're right. <laughs> that is in here, but, but you were, really taking him at his word. Right. And, and that is absolutely just precious. And, and, and how many adults try to rationalize things away and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And how many times Jesus saying, Hey, bring the little ones to me. Right. I, I want, you need to be like these. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to get into the kingdom of heaven. So, yeah, it's true that that is, there's, that's definitely part of it. I think that um, we do uh, do a disservice by overcomplicating things uh, many times. Um, but I, I guess now I'm in the mode now where it's like, I don't want to pray for anything unless it's what God wants, you know? Yeah. I want to pray according to his will. That's, that's what it is. But do I always get that right? Absolutely not. You know, um, but you're right. You know, that, that uh, it, it's so much, so, so interesting how that's like a both and discussion with the childlike faith and, and doing right. it naturally, you know? Well, and you, and you know, it's, it's, it's out of the show. You, you made reference to the fact we talk about all kinds of things on the show and you, you, you even threw out the, the P word, you threw out politics. Um, and, and I'm going to go there without getting super specific. Right. Cause you know, <laughs> be careful about that. But I know that in the political realm and, and, and other things as well with, with businesses or things, things I've been a part of, I, I will say, Lord, from where I sit, right, this is what it looks like I, I, I need to ask you for. This is what I think should happen here. I can't see this being any other way mm-hmm. from the way I read your word and what I understand. This is what I think. This right. is what I'm going to go ahead and ask for. Right. And then... But at the end of the day, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. This is what I think right now from my limited human understanding. I think this is right and the thing to ask for. But nevertheless, I'm going to try to be humble enough to recognize I may have it wrong. Right, right. And what I really want most is exactly what you just said. What I really want most is for your will to be done. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right on. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, even if it's not what I want even if it's not what I desire, even if it's not what I think needs to be done. You know, I, I tell people this and they, they laugh about it, but you, would you believe God has never, not once asked me for my opinion? Really? Yeah. He's, he's never said, Hey, uh, wild man, I really don't know what to do here. Uh, could you help me out a little bit? You see, he, he and I have a weekly meeting and uh, he, he likes to go over the agenda with me. He likes to run a few things past me. I'm, I'm surprised. That's what the plan of the show came from God telling, from Steve telling God what he desired and so forth. So on that note, we better play some music because we're going down the wrong trail. Uh, so here is Love Must Be the Answer by Circle of Faith. I'm standing in the dead night. You're listening to Wild Man and Steve. It's always dark either way. I'm in the light Someone with no regrets I call a liar I'll never know what you've been going through I don't know what to say And I don't know what to do As I fall to my knees And I ask for forgiveness Won't you tell me 
To the end of another fantastic, tremendous, amazing, stupendous. Any other adjective you want to throw in there, Steve? Before I continue, uh, you you got him. You're you're a, you're a walking thesaurus. But I wanted to do something today. We have always like we surprise each other. Like for example, folks. I know you probably some won't, won't believe this, but I had no idea. I had the honor of the tweet of the week until the tweet of the week took place. This is true. Even I, true. we we love to just um, do this off the cuff and just slam each other and surprise each other and put each other on the spot as much as possible. But for those of you who are watching by video, uh, you know that there is a set kind of a set that's behind me here. And I want to reference some of these in each show, but the one I want to reference today is this book. This book right here. I've seen this book yeah. on your shelf. This The book, Heart of Rock and Roll. The Heart of Rock and Roll. And let me just explain a little bit about this book, okay? Um, first of all, this book was published, I forget the, 1986 by Steve Raby. Now, what I'm going to do, Steve, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to list the people that are in this book for, that are listed on the cover. Okay. You can make a verbal reaction of whether you know them, they're good, eh, you know, whatever you want to do. Okay. However you want to do it. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. Art of Rock and Roll featuring these contemporary Christian artists. Now, these are from <laughs> 1986. 86. Wow. Okay. Jesse Dixon. I don't remember Jesse Dixon. Amy Grant. I remember Amy Grant very well. And got to say, uh, when my wife and I got married, uh, we started, you know, maybe when we started dating, we started comparing music. And that was one, it, there weren't too many uh, cassettes that she and I both had. But one of them was the Age to Age album with, yeah. of course, the classic El Shaddai. So. Yeah. Classic. Um, yeah. Michael Omartian. Now I'm gonna betray myself here. Is is that Ken? Is he is that he Ken to Stormy? Omartian? So there's a, a Christian author. I wonder if that's his wife. Maybe. It may be. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know that name. But the last thing is familiar enough. There's a woman, Stormy, S-T-O-R-M-I-E. Okay. Could be. Uh -huh. yeah. Leslie Phillips. Yes. I remember the name. Okay. Randy Stonehill. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. Steve Taylor. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Petra. Ah, never heard of him. Okay. Show's <laughs> over, folks. Show's over. <laughs> Not only is the show over, but I, I declare Wildman and Steve canceled for now for good. Um uh, given the fact, given the fact that Bob Hartman and John Schlitt were two of our biggest episodes in 2020, yes, uh, yes I'm very aware of Petra. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then we have, of course, Striper. Yeah, and I happen to be wearing tonight the 30th anniversary to Hell with the Devil T-shirt. So yeah, Striper okay. certainly no Striper. Okay. And Mylon Lefevre. Mylon Lefevre, broken heart guy. Yes, I know Mylon. Now, I'd like to just read a couple sentences of the interview from Mylon Lefevre in 1986. Ooh. 
there was something here that I just, I remember as a kid reading this when I was like, uh, I don't know, 15, 16, and I was reading this. Um, and, and just looking at it again now, it brings back memories. But you listen to what Mylan says, okay? So uh, here's a little story. They invited some of their friends, this is Mylan and his friends, mm-hmm. over to help on the album. Now, this is before he was a Christian artist. And Steve Winwood of Traffic, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac, Rolling Stones guitarist Ron Wood, King Crimson, uh, later from, a foreigner, the drummer Ian Wallace, Bad Company bassist Boz Burrell, Burrell, and Beatle George Harrison, credited on the album as Harry uh, Georgeson, um, accepted the invitation. Okay? No way. That tells you all the people that Mylon worked with, right? Oh, my Anyone. word. So, um, after all the guests left... Mylan and Alvin were polishing up a few of the album's cuts. They filled the area of the castle that held a swimming pool and tennis court with microphones and electronic gear, converting it into a heavily amplified echo chamber. As Lee played his guitar, Mylan listened at the control board, the two working together to capture that perfect guitar feedback sound. Mylan noticed strange noises coming over the studio monitor and checked some of the mics to see what the problem was, but to no avail. The noises continued and remained, remained hidden. As work on the song continued, Mylan realized something. Their noisy quest for the perfect sound was destroying the building. The roof of the tennis court was about to collapse. He alerted Lee to the problem, and the two quickly got out of the way. But they didn't have a spare second to salvage any of the thousands of dollars worth of equipment. No. Recalling the incident today, 1986, Mylan views it through different eyes than he did then. He says, Babylon has fallen. He laughs, thinking of his years making, making a god of his music the years before he knew Jesus. Now God is God and music is music. Although he could still tell hundreds of anecdotes full of big name celebrities and wild going ons, he prefers as Paul did 2000 years ago to know one thing, Christ and him crucified. I don't want to talk about all the foolish things I did in the past, he says in a slow Southern drawl that sounds like dark honey being poured from a jar. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about what Jesus Christ has done for me since I began trusting him. Wow. Now that is an amazing story. I mean, you know, before you even get to the part of him uh, claiming Christ and everything and I don't want to talk about the stupid things, but how loud did they have that music that the roof was literally collapsing? <laughs> it, listen, it gets my vote. I... <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you, it's an amazing story. And, it, and it, it's, it's one of the reasons, folks, why Steve and I love doing the show so much is for stories like that. There's a story behind the musician, the music, um, the artist that many of us don't even know. And we're not even aware of it because we just listen to music and we don't know what is actually happening as a result. Um, So wanted to just throw that out there just to see what your thoughts were on number one. 1986 and number two, uh, what your thoughts are in on that story. Well, listen, I I love the behind the scenes stories. One of my absolute guilty pleasures, I just, I love, is watching documentaries of how an album was made, the story of the band, Uh, you know, what it was like for 80s hair metal on the Sunset Strip in the 80s, you know, all those things. And oh my, I I will just watch that stuff. I love it. I love it. I just love the the backstories. And I'm not necessarily looking for the really lurid or, uh, you know, those kinds of stories, but uh, I'm just fascinated by the, you know, the, the, the scene and what happened and how you made the music and you wouldn't believe where, you know, how we had set up the, the, the microphone in this little room yeah. to get the yeah. more effect. And I, I love that stuff, man. It's great. So that, that should be a new segment of our show. You know, we should have a new segment of our show added to the tweet of the week. Um, 
and uh, we just need to think maybe we could that could be the what's the fuzz all about <laughs> whatever we want to call it you know just some segment of reading something like that to bring us back into the that life and what was happening but of course the amazing thing the book was getting across was Milan and how powerful of a musician he was and we had him on our show ladies and gentlemen you can listen to the interview the people that he knew what he accomplished, how amazing he was, and yet he turned his back on all of it and said, I'm going to serve Christ. I'm not going the same direction as these other guys. Powerful, powerful statement. But of course, with that being said, we're coming to the close of this show, ladies and gentlemen. And Steve, I don't know about you, but we may want to get out of here before the roof collapses on us. <laughs> I was thinking from that story. I mean, they literally brought the roof down. That's just <laughs> or you know, and then of course somebody eventually afterwards had to raise the roof. They had to raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, everybody. Hey, to find out more about what we do, uh, check us out at wildmanandsteve.com. And hey, while you're there, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs>